Casa Amor is here to deliver and I am living for it. Welcome back to a brand new episode of My Pot on Paper, proudly brought to you by NOW, the home of brilliant entertainment. I am your host, Orla Condon, and joining me tonight is Mr. Morad Morelli. Inject it, guys. We've got lots to get through, so let's get stuck in. Oh, guys, I have conflicting feelings about people that I adore and I don't like it. I've been trying to organize this conversation for quite a few weeks, but it's finally happened. And I think timing has worked in our favor. Mr. Morad Morelli, it's so lovely to see you and talk to you about Love Island. Oh, my days, Ola. What, what is going on? Like, what is going on like, in these villas? What's going on in this villa? And this episode was chaos. Like... It's exactly what we wanted, but when you see it happen, you're like, oh, maybe I asked for too much. This is a lot. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm still a little bit, like, I'm so dramatic, but, like, shaking. (laughs) I'm just all, like... The the, energy is, like... (laughs) Oh, my days. It's it's this Luca and Dami conversation at the end that is, like, what the hell? Like, normally when Love Island show a Tomorrow Night teaser or, you know, first look and you see two people arguing, they normally show the majority of the conversation. Yeah. But whereas this one, they didn't they barely showed even a second of it like there was so much more to it it was just crazy and what I loved is that they didn't cut away from it they didn't cut it down it felt like we saw very much like the interaction in full which I really appreciated because sometimes in those arguments when they cut it too much you kind of end up feeling like oh are we sold a different story and obviously we saw them kind of reconcile at the end in a weird kind of mannish way of like we're fine but you're still really annoying but it's fine they're not. not fine, man. But what what I loved about this, maybe why I feel like I'm a little like, what the F about this is I do love it when we have arguments in the villa where they break the fourth wall. Yeah. And talk about production and the talk, or they talk about the show. So damning accusing Luca of you're only with Gemma because you want to win the show or you're focusing on winning the show. It was very similar to when Anna accused Jordan of like, oh, you're, you're, you're only with me because you want to win the show or you're faking it for the show. And I love it when they break the fourth wall and we need yeah. to see more of that. It's realism. That is what yeah. reality TV is about. So that is probably why I'm like, what the hell? I didn't yeah. This series, I think more than any other series, we're really seeing that acknowledgement of what they are in and the space that they are in more so than ever before, even especially with these bombshells coming in and Casa more. They're really referencing the fact that they have seen and watched clips of these people in their relationships. Again, in previous seasons, it didn't seem as directly mentioned that, you know, we've been watching and we know exactly what's been happening. Whereas this season, I feel like Love Island are sitting more comfortably in the awareness that is around the show and how everyone walking in those doors no one's walking in being like oh I've never seen it I just want to find love like every fucker that's going in there is like yeah I know exactly what I'm getting myself in for because I've been watching it and I like that about it sorry I'm just like I'm just no 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 go it's just this episode is like I don't know the Love Island production team the head of ITV said that they had good contestants for the season and I was like yeah right like whatever but they really proved us wrong and like it definitely sees that but before I we dissect and analyze this episode with you I did want to say that I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you know this podcast. I'm so proud of the fact that you know you're representing Ireland as well yes Ireland. Ireland who are doing that as well you're daily and consistent you've been Love Island on <laughs> Like, I love it. I honestly love it. And I I, did, I have to like shout you out before we really get into this, that, you know, you're Aww, hardworking. Right. You get these out very quickly. You know how it is when it comes to doing reviews 24-7. It's a lot. It's taxing on our mental health as well. There's a lot going on about it, yeah. uh, you know, and it can be very, very difficult. And when you want guests, you get them on or you want them on. You're very driven. You've had so many guests on every single other day. Like, it's just, it's a lot. And I just oh, feel like you can be very you. proud of yourself. 
110% because thank you so much I really wanted oh, to you're so nice because it's really not easy so just congratulations and hopefully this continues to grow because oh thanks Marge you're so sweet and you too like I mean the turnaround like before we jumped on it was like okay I'm gonna need 20 minutes because I have to turn out a TikTok and a YouTube review and then I'll be on and I'll discuss the show and I'm like the hustle lads we are booked and busy we are getting that shit out but there daily and consistent daily and consistent we inject, are it. <laughs> inject it inject it baby we are booked and busy but it's not easy to represent like i feel like you are representing your country when it comes to love island oh my god uh, the pressure well. like, and, and i know the pressure as well the pressure and i didn't know until a few seasons ago that like irish people can't even vote yeah, uh, it's a I, fucking joke. Because it's like you're so close to the show, but are you really that close? You can't vote for your favorites and stuff like that. And you know, we have people like Mora or Dami coming on the show like you one day. So yeah. it's just like it's but I just had to see you because I just want to let you know because oh my god, loving yeah. you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Okay. Um we had a hectic episode, and I feel like both of us are a bit like because yeah. it was like <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff went down in a lot of different places. We're going to try and digest this as best we can. I know that there's a lot of new names, guys, and I know that you're struggling with, like, who the fuck is George? We're going to try and make it as clear as possible. There is an image on the Instagram, on my bottom paper, with all of them there. If you need something to reference while you're listening, don't worry, half of them will be gone by the end of the week. So don't put too much time into it. Um, We picked up the episode, China and Jay are having a chat. Uh, They're talking about kind of where they're from and their backgrounds, all that kind of stuff. China seems uninterested in Jay. Is would you agree? She I thought seemed, I, uh, I, or is I that just her game? Like, is that just her like style of flirting? I think she's just you know playing her cards more safer. I think because we've seen the other girls in Casa Amor, like Coco, um, really go for it, and Summer yeah. really go for it. So when you see someone like China who's playing a different you know ball of game, or you know being far more relaxed, we do second question it because the, these boys and girls customer are coming in more stronger than I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So I think she does like Jay, but she's just like they're just feeling it out. Uh, and you know, I I like the way the conversations are going, and hopefully something will come of it to be honest with you because Jay could have gone for the other girls as well, but I don't see him really talking to them. Yeah. But I like their conversations. Um, She's just playing a different game. She's far more relaxed than people like Summer and uh, Coco. Coco's going for it. Some of the girls, man, I'm like, who put a quarter in these girls? Like I, it's like, I know they have to graft, right? And the time is, the clock is ticking. They have a certain amount of time and it's not a case of second chances. If they don't get it in this week, they're out in their arse and that's back home for them on the first easy jet. But it's like... (laughs) They're, gr- they're laying, like, not to use an overused phrase, but they are laying it on thick. Like, it's heavy duty flirting that they're doing. Well, we haven't seen that in previous no. seasons where the girls are coming. This is why I feel like this Casamore could be the messiest. Granted, we've had many more messy moments because when these girls come re- return into the villa, I want to see, you know, conversations between Coco and Tasha. What is that going to be about? Yeah. yeah. Summer and India, Summer returns. What is that going to be about? Because you were slating these girls. You were calling Ekansu wild, you know, but, you know, I want to see what's going to happen. Not only now with the returning of the couples and the coupling awkwardness, but the girls on girl beef, because we've never had the girls throw so much shade like these yeah. girls have. So it makes it even more intense. And I feel like we're, going, we're due for a reckoning this weekend. Yeah. A reckoning. Uh, or like, oh. I just feel like it's just going to be an absolute, absolute mess. I mean, 
yeah just a hot mess strap in guys um back over in casa more george is talking with ek and sue he is asking if she feels that she's found the right guy with davide or if she's just gone back to him because there was no one that she felt she had a better connection with after things with jay fizzled fair question ekin is saying like she genuinely felt like there was something there with davide uh she's talking about them kind of in the past tense but she's saying that she's felt a bit lost and i'm like Okay, uh, George is saying, you know, you feel quite, sh- you seem quite shy, which is really surprising to me. I didn't think that you'd be like this. Um, and then they start talking about kind of what they want from their next relationship. And it was a bit of a, I feel like this was like a kind of conversation when they got to this part that you would kind of have on a date if you were vibing, kind of, you know, what do you want? And yeah. are you looking for something real or are you just whatever? It felt, it didn't feel fake. He didn't feel like he was coming on kind of a bit he wasn't being like very smarmy and flirty I think he was being quite natural and just like feeling her out and seeing if there was any kind of vibe there Ek and Sue I mean she's been very quiet this week so far like mm, I I wonder if she's going to stray I don't think she, she will has. Ek and Sue will come through baby I don't I'll think that she, I don't think she will stray I think no. she knows what she's doing she, her last conversation with Davide was about proving loyalty so I think that's really deep in her mind and um, no shade, no tea, but I don't think these Casa Amor boys are the strongest, to be honest with you, when it comes to, you know, aesthetics and looks, whatever. I feel like the girls are coming in strong. The girls always come in strong. Yeah. Um, so I think that also there's not many guys, I don't think there's any guys who are in the same age range of Ekansu. Yeah. So you know, that could be also an issue, you know. Um, she's 27. There's not many, like, 26, 28-year-olds in the villa. And I think that she is going to, I feel like she's going to be loyal. Because if the way Ekansu moves mad, we would have seen it by now. Yeah. We would have seen her crawling around like a cockroach again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. We would have seen her, you know, I don't know, doing something in the pool, on yeah. the roof. Like she would have been in a madness and the production would have shown it by now. So I think that she's keeping it chill and safe. Um, but I don't think she's going to recouple. That's just my prediction. But you never yeah. know. But this season, the reason why I love it so much is that it's unpredictable. Yeah. This is the eighth season. We would know, especially people like me and you who review the show, like we know what people are going to do or we have these, you know, ideas. But yeah. I feel like I'm just being proven wrong all the time. I have a prediction and I just feel like that in itself is just great TV. It's great. No, it's it's great to be back. Because I think, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. When you kind of are watching it in detail in that you're taking notes and you're kind of following it along. Not that maybe our predictions are always correct, but I think we pick up on, we, we have to pick up on production cues and like, okay, right. why are they showing us these clips? They're probably setting that up. Okay, right. let's note that to keep an eye on stuff. And this year they are throwing spanners of the work. So it means people like me and you who watch it a little bit more, not so casually and for the fun of it are now getting to kind of enjoy the fun of it again which is so great like it's it's great for it to be so unsettled i think that's a good way of the way you put it was very interesting because we don't review as i said on my reviews i don't review it from a personal perspective i don't review it if i personally like you like you i think we review it from a production perspective you know like as if we're part of the production and we're kind of for a different eye we pick up on the cues the mannerisms what we've seen in previous seasons the comparisons and we always compare even though sometimes you shouldn't we always do it naturally and yeah. i just think that you know i don't think i can see who's going to turn um and i think that Davide is playing a game as well. I don't know what Davide is doing, but yeah, when it comes to Davide, like I guess he just feels like you know what she was crawling around and oh she dropped me for a minute <laughs> with Jay. You know, let me do something for my pride because you know when it comes to men, their biggest enemy is pride and ego. So I think that that's something that he probably wants to do. He's quickly wanted to give up Coco. Um, 
and doesn't want to be with Coco for Andrew's sake. But I do think that yeah. um, it's just going to be interesting. Because yeah. once you've kissed somebody, irrespective of whether you're a couple or not, it's going to be a conversation. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think I think in that relationship, less so than some of the others, but for sure it's right. something that will have to be kind of brought out in the open and Ekansi will have to know about it. And you know, um, she was dramatic as hell. So yeah. she's going to just cause a whole ruckus over it. I just see it. Yeah. I, I actually think they are going to be one of the most interesting reunions at the end of this whatever way they come back to see how that is dealt with afterwards and and what those conversations are like I just feel like we have like two weeks worth of drama with the two of them trying to figure out like what they do after Casa more and I, I can, fucking live for it I can just see it like you know I can see saying oh you know I was loyal to you I didn't kiss anyone and you're kissing this and then, yeah yeah, yeah. Might yeah just call it even and then just like move on <laughs> yeah, call it quick Call it quits. Uh, Davide is having his first conversation with Coco. Um, again, this is what I mean by direct and no mess and straight in, no kiss. And Coco is saying, do you fancy me? Like, she's barely planted her arse down on the couch. And she's like, so Davide, do you fancy me? Um, Davide says, you're direct. Obviously, you're a good looking girl. And then he's asking her about her relationship history. And she comes out with possibly the most bizarre thing I've ever heard out of a love Islander's mouth. Uh, yeah, my boyfriend went celibate, so we broke up. I didn't get that. There's more to be discussed here. Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot more to be discussed. I need more here. context. Like, what was that about? It was so random. And then, you know, Davide was like, where's that? Or like, you know, where you, that was, that <laughs> conversation was, Davide kills me. I feel like the way he reacts to conversations and stuff, the things he says, is just everything is a meme. That man is a walking so, meme. Oh, it's so funny. And, he, yeah. and what I love about him is, Ekin Sue is very deliberate and she creates moments and I love her for it. Davide doesn't create them. They just happen. So exactly. together, they're just this like unreal comedy duo. Like, oh, they're so great. It's, it's just hilarious like it's a good season like I'm genuinely enjoying this season like, yeah the, 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 the cast is very strong and I feel like I was worried for Casa Moore because the season started out very strong and I wanted that to carry on yeah Casa Moore doesn't make it or break it you know you want that to be a huge dramatic moment and I feel like it's definitely proving that the ratings are in they're very good you know the yeah. most streamed on ITV um you know we have such great contestants and I just think that this is just a great season I'm thoroughly yeah. enjoying it before we get into anything else later on I'm, I'm sure you've got questions I just wanted to pick your brain on Love Island Winter. I, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It was such a flop the last time. Like it just mm-hmm. felt so disjointed. And obviously, look, there was a lot of other stuff that kind of fell into that conversation. Obviously, it was, uh, obviously, Caroline Black had passed away right. at, at the time. Laura Whitmer had taken over hosting. So that felt different. We were in a different villa. The time of year didn't feel like I didn't enjoy coming in to record and I was like freezing and like you know I think part of the enjoyment of watching Love Island is you kind of watch it and go I'm gonna go out this weekend and I'm gonna get dressed up and like you kind of feel like you're in that energy as well and I don't know and I've had a few people message me about um about like Bachelor Nation and how they do the Bachelor in the US and how they do Bravo shows in the US and talking about Winter House. I don't know if you watch any Bravo yeah. show. You watch uh, Housewives. I'm a Bravo King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Sorry, big Bravo Housewives fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Housewives fan, like huge. So do you, have you watched Summer House or Winter House or any of those? I don't, I know what Winter House is. I don't watch this. I, I watch haven't got House there House. either. Right. No, I haven't got there either. No, <laughs> and everyone tells me that Summer House is like one of the best Bravo shows. And I'm like, okay, I will get there, but like, Love I Island do, is my summer house. You know what I, I mean? Do, so Right. I do think that what you've said is interesting because I also agree. I do think that weather affects our interest in some yeah. It's like, 
uh, you know, Love Island Winter immediately, I think of like, igloo, not igloos, okay, we're not in the North <laughs> Park, but, but, but like, like chalets you know, or something. Yeah, like, you know, you're with marshmallows, yeah. and, you know, like hot tubs, jacuzzis, and I don't know why, yeah, so I just feel like weather definitely affects it when it comes to shows like Love Island. The weather, and I think also, this summer was better than last summer in terms of weather, so I think that yeah. was like, an impact. But I think the cast overall. I just don't know. I I just I worry about about of oversaturation. I worry about that. Like I just think mm. that they've they had a disastrous year last. Like last year's Love Island was so disappointing. It was just not enjoyable by the end. It was so fucking draining for everyone who watched it. There was so many people going into this season kind of questioning if they'd even bother. Um, and I just wonder if they've had kind of obviously the, the first four weeks of this season has been really successful and obviously has given them the kind of encouragement to renew for winter. I just don't know if it's a bit too much too soon. Like, I just don't know if we have the appetite for three seasons in the next kind of year. Like, that's just hectic. But this is what happened. I mean, Love Island 2019 was great. That was a fantastic season. Yeah. And then, we thought, then they thought, got, you know, excited about Love Island Winter and that came and it was a, just a stark comparison. And I just yeah. wasn't a fan of it. And like, I don't want to see Casamore again in six months. Like, give me a break. That's just the way I see it. Like, I don't yeah. want to, especially people like me and you, we're going to be back on it again for two yeah, months. Yeah. It's just taxing. It's a lot to deal with. Do they not consider be... us at all? Like, right. We're going to be shivering <laughs> with our tea mugs whilst they're going to be in South Africa living their life. And it's just not going to be what it is. But at the same time, I did think that if they come with a cast like this and it's a yeah. very good season, I just wonder, I just wonder, are ITV a bit greedy? It's it's the same way that I look at After Sun. I just feel like After Sun is such an investment for them. And what is the reward of After Sun? Like, obviously, I don't watch it because we, we record when After Sun is on. And usually the listeners will give me a little message and like, this is what you missed, this is what you missed. But I will never watch it back. Unseen bits, I'll watch it back here and there. And I'll usually end up watching the full thing. After Sun, to me, just feels like a pointless addition to the series so I just feel like our ITV a bit greedy do they just want to have their big cash cow on the screen at all times taking the risk that it might piss people off but because it's making so much money just do it anyway like I don't know I just feel I don't know I don't know if they're doing it for the fans like mm, I wouldn't say they're ITV being greedy I just feel like they're doing it wrong that's just what I honestly think because yeah back to Bravo um we love housewives yeah. But what I do find is that when I'm watching and I watch it in real time, so I'm streaming at 1am, 2am and I'm watching like Atlanta or Beverly Hills, I would tune into what happens live and I would watch that. Will you? Yeah. And I think that's funny and I think that's great. But they, you know, it's much shorter, 25 minutes. They, they break the fourth wall. They have funny, messy questions. And it's messy. Yeah. It's messy and it's short and sweet. So I think it can work. But I think that ITV are just playing it very safe with the questions they ask that you're very limited and very restricted. You know, that obviously transpires with interviews coming out weird um, and not as, you know, entertaining to see. And then when you see something like that, you're just off it completely. Like, I completely yeah. agree. And even if me and you weren't doing reviews and we had the time, I don't think we would be tuning into Office. No, I don't think I'd bother. Right. It's just, I don't think it's as entertaining, unfortunately. I do think Laura Moore's presenting. Um, I think she's a great presenter. I just never thought that she was a fit for Love Island, to be honest with you. But yeah. then again, you know, with Caroline Flack, it's difficult and we shouldn't be comparing. But I think that her interviewing skills this season, I think she stepped it up. But still, it's just like, I don't, I, I don't know. I just feel like After Sun is really, it's just giving restrictions. To yeah. Them. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we, I don't think we gain, After Sun should be kind of our way of, getting questions answered and getting a bit of truth and like I just don't feel like we ever get that and I think Andy Cohen and Bravo has have obviously a really 
different relationship with their cast. And I think he's able to wield a little bit more power because obviously he's an executive producer on a lot of those shows. And I think it's just different. And I do think the duty of care element, exactly. I think I, I think sometimes, sometimes they abandon that and don't seem to care about it at all, i.e. last year's season. And then other times like after Sun, they seem to kind of pussyfoot around people because they're afraid of upsetting. And it's like, no, like you should be able, like they're coming on for a grilling about their time in the, in the villa. As long as you're not totally crossing a line. You should be able to poke and press a little bit and get some answers. And I just don't feel like we ever get that on After Sun. Right. I think Caroline Flatley used to do that quite a lot. I, look at, I looked at all the interviews and she did use to press quite here and there. Um, yeah. But I also think that sometimes the cast might not be that great and therefore you can't really do as much as you can if the cast ain't that great. Yeah. But I think that you hit the nail on the head again. The, the duty of care. I think that there's been quite a few suicides when it comes to a show related to Love Island. Like Caroline, like you had Mike, you had Sophie. And therefore this heightened duty of care so much that, you know, there's restrictions and therefore shows like After Sun don't come off as well. Um, I, I Sometimes I do see people saying that, oh, you know, uh, Love Island is a cursed show. And that just frustrates the hell out of me because I don't think that Caroline, Mike or Sophie directly took their lives because of Love Island as just one reason. Like as I'm, I'm not that I'm, I'm getting personal, but me personally, I have, you know, had very much suicidal thoughts. I deal with suicide a lot. Um, and it's not a one reason situation. It's very multidimensional. There are a plethora of reasons for why you wish to take your life. There are other things going on in your life, such as for Sophie, Caroline, and Mike. And I think just to blame one ask one reason is just quite ignorant, to be honest yeah. with you. That's not what suicide, that's not why people take that. There's many reasons to it. So yeah. it's interesting. And uh, I do think that um, US reality TV, it's very different to UK. Yeah. They're not the same. Yeah. So it's yeah. just very interesting. Yeah, US, it is, it, you know they like they can be messy. Uh, they'll give it. They'll give you the drama, especially with the housewives and everything. And we're here. I think there's a lot more restrictions. Yeah, and that just takes uh, impact on reality TV, where some seasons of shows that won't be that great. And yeah, rare good season here and there. Yeah, and I think the fact that we see them nightly is a little bit different as well. Like Housewives feels a little bit more curated. We know that we're not kind of maybe always in chronological order. We know that they kind of film different bits and we might have missed luncheons and things like that, that they kind of didn't. Whereas, so, so there's a bit of an understanding from a housewife viewer's perspective that we're not seeing everything that went on while they were filming. Whereas with Love Island, we expect within understanding and obviously again I've referred to this thread num a number of times Gavin Riley's thread about the timeline and what they include in production and all that kind of stuff like there is gaps in the Love Island timeline but I think generally we believe that we are seeing you know 70 to 80 percent of what is going on so I think it differs in that way as well um one guy that we saw a lot of in tonight's episode and I'm really interested to hear your take on him because I've seen you tweeting about him I have my own personal feelings, but right. Mr. Jacquez himself is embracing Casa Amor. <laughs> How do we feel? Uh, the thing is with Jax, um, first and foremost, he is not a fan of Tasha at all. And I think that he's raising his voice about this even more now and be more prominent about it because she's not there. The girls are not there. You know, there's not that much tension of anybody overhearing conversations. Yeah. Like the main cheerleader for Andrew. And although I, I knew he wasn't a fan of Tasha, I didn't really see that as much as I'm seeing now in Casa Amor. Um, the thing is, I feel like Jax is having conversations with girls, but I don't think he's the worst one as of right now in terms of me moving mad. And that yeah. has kind of surprised me. I genuinely thought people like, I mean, Andrew, okay, he had doubts in his mind uh, for a while. Uh, Jay doesn't really have anybody. Um, but I, I I, didn't think that, I thought 
um, Jacks would be the worst one as of right now. Yeah. Still, that's obviously going to be damning to an extent if you want to compare it. But um, I, I don't know when it comes to Jackson Page. Do you think that he's going to return with a, a lady or do you think that he's going to um, be loyal? So I, I, someone messaged me just before we came on and they had a very interesting point of view and they said that they, and there's, this is a conversation apparently happening on the subreddit. I don't like TikTok. I don't go on Reddit. It also scares me. So I stay away from it. Um, and there is a subreddit apparently I'm, hope I'm saying this correctly, Reddit people, um, that there is a big conversation happening about the impact that Liam and Millie from last year have had on the boys this year. And the fact that Liam was able to go to Casa Amor, fully enjoys experience there with Miss Lily, and then return to Miss Millie and be like, I'm really, really sorry. Let's go fucking win this thing. Let's go make ourselves some bank. And there was seemingly no repercussions. They came out on top. And there is this kind of belief that maybe this year's boys are also seeing that, you know, we, we're hearing a lot, especially from Dami, you know, you have to take the challenge. You have to, you have to go through mm-hmm. the challenge and pass the test. And it's like, it makes me think of Chloe from last year being like, the challenge was for fucking you and you failed. Like, you don't have to take the test. Taking the test is partially failing already. Like, you don't have to take the test. And I think there does seem to be this, this feeling from the boys that they kind of need to, you know, we only get one chance now. We need to try this out and make sure. And that doesn't wash with me. And I think Jax at the minute is giving it a lot of lip. Like, he's talking a big game about, like, page who and you know if you want to know if I'm open I am and you know if you want to sleep in my bed do but he's not he's not putting it on as thick as someone like Dami I personally think that uh Jax and Paige I don't even see that working on the outside you know for him to be saying that she's pathetic and stuff like that you know when she's coming to convey her feelings her emotions and what's bothering her and you're telling her to convey these feelings and once she does you call her pathetic that one I'll sit in Paige's mind and she wouldn't want to do that yeah. in the future. And it just seems quite toxic to me. So I don't even see that working anyways, to be honest with you. And this everyday, this test thing, every day we need a test, we need a test. This is not AQA, Adexel. We're not <laughs> This is not form A-levels. You've done that, beloveds. This is, if you genuinely liked somebody, the word test will not even come into your mind. Yeah. The reason why you want to have these tests is because I feel you're not heavily invested in that person that you want to be with. So, you know, I do think Jags, sorry, Jax is... Uh, messy and I think that even if he comes back uh, loyal and doesn't even kiss anybody or whatever I just don't see that working on the outside I feel like we've seen enough of his behavior even the way he speaks with Gemma um, and that yeah. calls her, he tells her shut up calls her a clown and whatever um, you know and running around telling Luca that you know she she he was that he was going up too much and Gemma didn't like that it's just it's just messy to be honest with you and entertainment wise it's great yeah production must love it but at the same time it there's, uh, there's behaviors here where I just don't see him yeah. even with Paige. So if you Paige should just couple up with somebody else at this point because I, yeah. I just don't see it working for her and Jax. Jax's rush, rush to aggression with women really really irks me. Like mm. it really, it really, I find it really difficult to watch. Like obviously it started with that time he screamed at Ek and Sue and called her a fucking headache in front of everybody. Exactly. Um, he has given Gemma her fair fucking share of lip as well and been very kind of aggressive with her. He has also ha- had that moment with Tasha, which we'll get to in a while, where he speaks kind of aggressively about her and Paige calling her pathetic. Like he seems to very comfortably kind of spark and get aggressive with women, like verbally aggressive. And I, when we see then Luca and Dami later having their back and forth, Luca, who apparently is his best friend, as they say themselves, 
asks for him to back him up in that conversation. And then we see Jax going, oh no, look, I understand his point of view. And look, your bros like talk it out and hug it out. Like in that situation where his best friend is asking for him to back him up, he's all about peace and harmony and let's find a way to find the middle ground. But when it comes to the girls, if they upset him at all, he seems to think that he has full permission to just be like, oh, fuck off. And it's like, some people might think that's nothing. Some people might think that's small. I personally think that is... If not a red flag, it's a fucking pink flag. And I it's lots of them. That's the, really the theme of Love yeah. Island this year. The way people interact based on gender. And I do yeah. think that, you know, some people's behaviors are heightened, ex- and, you know, and they cast it down or there's a stronger, harsh reaction and aggression, you know, if you're a woman on the show, especially. I feel like Ekansu got it a lot for what she's doing. But then when you have, pe- you know, their peers doing stuff like this or their friends or their bro code, it's a very different scenario situation. I did find it interesting that Jax didn't raise his voice, didn't get angry, didn't yeah. get a rush. But if it was the girls arguing, he would run and call them a headache and start screaming at them yeah. and stuff like that. It's very interesting. I think that is the theme that we see a very stark contrast. I've seen it throughout and it's really just carrying through where if you're a girl on the show, you're going to be treated very differently than if you were a guy amongst the people within the show, not even just the audience, but from within. Yeah. So, you know, we, so that's what I mean with Jack and these flags. We just keep seeing them. You yeah. might as well wave them all at this point because there's at least 25 in his hands. Yeah. So we keep seeing it even, and it's not even with him and Paige, it's him and with other people. so yeah I do commend him for him being honest with his best friend Luca and not just sticking up for the the sake of his friends but it's very selective behavior yeah keep that energy for everyone like don't like I just I feel like he enjoys showing aggression like verbally towards the girls a bit too much and I just find it a bit uncomfortable I Um, I do think sorry to interrupt I do think that that Liam theory is very interesting as well because yeah get excited about the fact that oh he won the show and whatever but you know all the girls are not Millie, you know, yeah. people's not Millie. Do you know what I mean? Gemma's not Millie or Ekans is not Millie. Like, it's very different. So I don't think that they should take that route because everybody reacts different because everybody yeah. is different. So I think it's a theory that's a dead end in terms of these contestants, if they follow it, it's not going to work for them. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll be successful with it. Yeah. And again, if we're being honest, if we had our time, if we had that vote again this year, Chloe and Toby would win it. Like they should have won it last year. And right. if we voted on it this year, they would. Like how Millie and Liam won last year, I will never know. Like it's just. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't, uh, I didn't expect it. Like I didn't see it. He was kissing multiple girls. I think that was a challenge to be fair. Um, and then of course he was very much with Lily. And then Lily's really exposing. Yeah. In front of everybody. So, yeah. and then Millie just took him back very quickly. I mean, it worked in her favor. Yeah, they're look, they're still together. together. Yeah, they're I mean, together. you know, they won the show. It, there's all ticks, 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 ticks. Yeah. But I guess that's why, you know, other cast members from different seasons want to emulate this because they're just seeing ticks from their relationship. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we had a game tonight. Uh, it is the classic Casa Moore versus Main Villa game. I'm going to blast Ooh. through what happened in the game for those of you who didn't watch and we shall discuss we had first up all islanders had to get into a sex position casa more were faster oh yeah that's the way the villa whoever's faster wins right that's right. we all get it right uh shortest boy kissed the tallest girl so ekansu and billy kissed in the casa more villa luca and china kissed in the main villa and the main villa won um then this is the start of the Luca Gemma discussion, kind of being aware that each other is going to be choosed for the for the, chosen for the game. Luca is saying, you know, Gemma's gonna hate that. Gemma is actually hating that. She's fucking raging throughout this really? game. She is really? not really? she's not enjoying it. Um boy with the most tattoos, suck the toe of the girl he fancies the most. 
Jack uh, Keating in Casa Amor sucked Paige's toe and Luca sucked Molly's toe. And again, we saw this kind of Gemma aware of the fact that Luca has the most tattoos. Um, Jack Keating, nicest toe he's sucked in a long while. So Jack Keating, we're paying extra attention to him, obviously, more because he's our Irish contender in Casa Amor. God love him. Let's enjoy him this week, guys, because he'll be straight back to Dublin Airport at the end. Like, I... Yeah. I'm actually screaming. (laughs) Not Dublin. I'm I'm so dead. Dublin. Not Dublin Airport. I've been to Dublin. Love Dublin, by the way. Love Dublin. Um, But I don't know. You know, I initially thought this. I did think that, okay, I do think that, listen, if I'm... I'm, Are you a fan of Ronan Keating at all? uh, I'm not a huge... I mean, like, they're not really (laughs) guys... <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at you like um i've heard his work <laughs> yeah I've, I've, like, yeah something's there but like you know i haven't really had much of it i'm not i'm, not, I'm a huge fan but i don't have <laughs> against ronan keaton i'm pretty sure he's a you know he's a successful singer um <laughs> great good job ronan <laughs> yeah good job ronan um but <laughs> initially i thought you know when i first saw him if not that I'm ever going to go on the show, if I'm ever on Love Island, I will be back there with every photographer to make sure that my picture comes out correctly because I feel that the photographers do an awful job. So Burst. I think when I first saw him, I think, and who is this kid on the show going on? Um, I actually heard through sources that, you know, Ronan Keaton's son was coming onto the show. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's just see if it happens. And um, he looks better on the show. I don't yeah. think he, looks, he, looks, he looks much better on the show. And I do think that because of his famous dad, he could be carried into the villa. I just, I like, like, can you, like, from a production perspective, when the parents come in, Michael Owen and Ronan Keaton coming in would be ratings gold mine. They definitely know each other as well. Like, they've definitely played, like, some celebrity golf tournament together exactly. or something. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So I think that from that perspective, number one. And number two, I do think that he has, is having conversations with Gemma. They're quite, they're very, very early on. And they are comparing families and famous dads. But... <laughs> Something could happen. I don't know. I highly doubt it. Like, I, I I doubt it. But I feel like something could happen. And I think that, you know, for your dad to be famous, I don't think Love Island would kick you out within a week. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I, I just don't see that happening. And I think Ronan Keating would come on Love Island. and Oh, he absolutely would. Production would love that. Production absolutely would. would. That. Imagine if Ronan Keating was the musical guest. Can you, Can you imagine? imagine? It, it just connects in, in that sense. Just like when you say nothing at all playing and they're all just like dancing. Like they're just dancing around and that's his son. They're living his best life as well. Ah. Like a family reunion. So I think that's purely from that perspective. And we did see more airtime of him today. Yeah. Um, than I did yesterday. And I just feel like him and Gemma were having conversations. I don't think Gemma would or Luca would turn, to be honest with you. But again, the season is very unpredictable. So I don't, I like any of the predictions, I, I just don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who but knows? I think for that reason, he could be there. We are asked, the Islanders are asked to ride the fan, ride the Islander they fancy the most, like a bucking Bronco. Billy rides, uh, I don't want to say rides, he grinds Paige and then Summer grinds Dammy. This, this is the point of the show where the naysayers are like, this is this show is just smush. Like, I can't watch. And I'm like, look, the games are a bit silly, but they there is a purpose. We can start conversations. There is fallout. These games are necessary to cause drama. You Love need to that. see beyond the silly dance moves and smooching in the pool and all that stuff. There's reasons behind the madness. Okay. Um, Villa wins. Summer says that she deliberately sat next to Dami because she knew if there was going to be a game, she would want and would be picking him because everyone knows how this game works. It's all about like mm-hmm. who you fancy the most, whatever. Um, the next one up is Kiss the Islander who has an X on the island. Gemma kisses Josh. Jax kisses Molly. Casa Moore win. 
Islander with a birthday in December has to kiss the Islander that they fancy the most. So Molly kisses Jay and India kisses Deji. Casamore wins. Um, Annie Boy, I missed what they said, but must snog there. They find most attractive. Luca kisses Cheyenne. Jax kisses Molly and Billy kisses Tasha. Casamore win. Boys who name comes first, the alphabet must snog every girl. Billy and Andrew both have to kiss everybody. Casa wins. And then the boys are giving Andrew shit because he was pecking the girls rather than like proper mauling right. them. They just That's don't like Andrew. Like some of the boys just, I feel like Luca and Jack just don't like Andrew. They just don't like him and he will never do right by them. Well, Luca and Andrew did have that kind of tiff at the very early on in the season when Andrew, you know, was telling a little fib to Tasha and that kind of irritated Luca. So maybe yeah. that, we know Luca is somebody who once you tell him something or he realizes something, it stays with him. So yeah. I think that that could also be a little nugget and that obviously is a seed or whatever and it's sprouted maybe and there could be tension between them. But I do love these games. I think any yeah. like, like these games are great, but when they jump into the pool, that just would not be me. Like I don't need to jump no. into the pool. I'd be gasping for air. I saw your tweet. I was like, yeah. no, like spontaneously jumping in a pool. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely I'm a swimmer, not. So I'd be the one drowning in this little pool. Like I'd just be doing the most. So there's no. no that. But I love these games. I think that these games are great. They should just always implicate, not implicate, sorry, import, sorry, any game that just facilitates drama. We don't need to see food challenges. No. Like, can you imagine just throwing water into somebody's mouth that you've just- Just met? like baby birding. Like, yeah. no. I, just, I can't do that, Ola. I just can't do that. No, like, and they, and they don't, they don't give any, like, knock on fallout. Like, we never, after those games, we never see, like, conflict or conversation. Precisely. That game is, like, purely for the, like, shock and awe of the game. And, like, I'm okay without it. Like, I, I sorry continue no but like i would just prefer them to pop balloons on each other's arses again and tell us a few secrets Do you know what i mean i don't want i don't want the food i just don't want it i don't know why they bring that i don't know what purpose it serves to be honest with you no. the lie detector uh, the lie detector challenge i don't know why they removed that uh, i'm not sure what the reason was but that would just be great if they returned that they took some games out and they this was something that they put under the banner of duty of care but right. my my argument is you took the lie detector out for duty of care, but you thought movie night last year was totally fine. Mm. Like it just runs a bit thin with me. I'm just like, I don't buy it. Um, overall, Casa Amor wins. The boys in the main villa are shook. Um, and all of the Casa Amor crew jump in the pool spontaneously. What are they doing? Who knows? Dami says, let's just recouple with all these new girls. Um, they're feeling a little bit sore. It is nighttime and the boys are having a bit of a debrief in the main villa before they go out and enjoy their drinks. Jax is saying, if a girl came in and told me that the girl I'm with is not being true to me, I'd be raging. And Andrew's like, basically, you're telling me I'm being a mug. And this is kind of obviously leading up to where we're going tonight with Andrew getting his bit with Coco. Um, India finally finds Dami's ring, which was a big thing last night that people were complaining about. That Is was just, very weird. Like, you've just found it now. Like, <laughs> did production uh, find it and take it or something? I don't know. I don't but know. I just think that, that this is some Shakespeare stuff that we are witnessing. The fact that you found the rings simultaneously when, you know, Dami is moving reckless. I just think that it's too oh, late. Like, maybe that's foreshadowing. You found the ring too late. I don't know. Too late. Sorry, my English late was very bad. So I don't, maybe that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Did that happen? I don't know. There's don't definitely know. someone out there who's read it. Did that happen? I don't know. It like, would be good. Yeah, it would be good. But just find the ring too late. I just think that uh, it's just, just a mess, man. Yeah. That's such, such a mess. 
Deji is talking to India and or he's talking to the boys downstairs and he's saying, you know, I want to know if there was something behind our kiss in the game or if it was just a part of the challenge. Uh, Jax is saying to Andrew in the main villa, if you kiss a bird tonight, I will. Andrew says, I'm not kissing anyone tonight. And Jack says, Tasha's fucking mugging you off. Don't be a dick. That was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I mean... Was he wrong? I just don't know. Yeah. I, I'm like, I just don't think it, it needed to come from Jax and I don't think it needed to come like that. I just right think message, it's... wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how we're both on the same thing with this. I feel like, mm. is he wrong? I don't think he is wrong. You know, I feel like Tasha was just really just settling with Andrew and when as soon as Charlie came in, I thought Charlie wouldn't be a great bombshell to be honest with you, but I think he was, if it wasn't for Charlie, we wouldn't be realizing that Tasha's not massively into Andrew because- Which is mad because Charlie didn't really do a whole- like he didn't really work very hard to encourage yeah, that situation at all. He was just chilling. And you know, immediately that she wanted to switch. And 24 <laughs> hours before, she she said she would leave with Andrew or whatever, or if he gets if he wants or whatever she said, it was very yeah, romantic. Yeah, yeah. And then within 24 hours, you're looking at Charlie in a different way. So the fact that you're doing that, the boys are telling you from day one that Tasha isn't a fan. And then when the girls come in and you know tell the same thing and repeat this it's really settled in him and i think 100 percent for sure andrew is recoupling oh yeah i yeah i think so absolutely and i'm I'm excited for that because i i am not that i want to see tasha hurt right because i think i think she needs to be she needs to have the cord snipped because she seems to be happy to kind of sit in this like fine relationship not really aware that someone else is involved in that and that she's also ruining their experience by her indecision so I actually am excited for the moment where she sees that Andrew has has made the decision for her and been like, no, like you're not interested. It's not fair to keep me stringing along. So mm-hmm. I did and I went and I got with someone else and I'm excited for her to see like, that this is what happens. You can't just keep somebody and kind of drip feed them interest, but still want to keep open and not be honest about it. Like it's just the, it's just the lying and the like, the kind of sneakiness of it like Ek and Sue got no forgiveness for it and I just don't understand how Tasha has like no one is calling Tasha up on the fact that she's just being sneaky I do think she cries a lot and I think that could be you know a deflector like I'm not saying that her emotions could be real and valid but I think when you cry a lot you can't really keep blaming somebody because they're genuinely just crying she is she does remind me a little bit of Lucy from season five, I feel like the spirit of Lucy yeah. is there uh, somewhere floating around. Um, and I do see that. But my question to you, Ola, is do you think Tasha will recouple as well? This is a hard one because she's one of those people that is very worried about how people perceive her. Correct. And I really wonder... See, we, we obviously saw the Tomorrow Night. We'll obviously get to it, but we see that something is progressing with her in the Tomorrow Night clip. Mm-hmm. If it got to a point where that was more solid, I think she would recouple and I think she would take the risk. But I don't think she's taking, I don't think she's going to take a wild swing on bringing someone back because I think she would be more worried about how she would look Correct. than anything else. So, I mean, there is very likely a situation here where Tasha comes back on her own and Andrew is with someone else. And mm-hmm. then where do you go from there? I don't know. But that, like, who would have thought that a couple of days ago that that would be the way this could happen? But it, it could. Do you think she's coming back on her own? I, this is the thing. I think she's very concerned with how she looks with the audience. I mean, I'm sure they all are. But when you make it more transparent, as you said, we realize it. I think that she will recouple. Um, I think that she probably will bring back somebody. Um, she was in the bottom three 
twice, but right before Casa Amor takes place. So, you know, she's like, what am I, she was even questioning, like, why don't they like us together, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that she might want to come back with somebody. But then if you're so concerned with, with, with what the public think, surely you would have come off better if you come back alone and your partner yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm interested to see where yeah. things go with her and Billy tonight. We obviously saw them having a chat in tonight's episode. Um, I just, they're just boring like they're just boring like they're a bit vanilla he seems nice like he seems like a nice guy but the always smiling thing is a bit suspect I just (laughs) don't know why you're always smiling um they're just having a bit of flirty banter but it's not very it's not super intense like we're seeing back in the main villa she's definitely saying in the beach that you know she finds him really funny and thinks he's lovely um but she needs to see an emotional side to him and not just like the fun banter um, they're talking about what cocktail they would be and stuff like it's very surface at the minute like true it is very surface um and with billy i just feel like he you know the fact that he Gemma knows him to some extent and Gemma said immediately that you know he was known to be a player um yeah. i feel like was a huge blow for billy because now yeah. you don't want to be seen as a player when you're on casa amor because they're already playing to get into the main villa. So yeah. I think that was a big blow for him, to be honest with you. And I think Tasha and Paige were both there. So he's entertaining them both. They're all having conversations, but I feel like he really wants to go back in the villa. And I see Billy there. Um, yeah, I, I do too. He definitely has some kind of, you know, sneaky charisma um, that I would say. Um, and I definitely see him in the villa. Like he's very persistent on Paige and Tasha. So, and it looks like him and Tasha are getting intimate uh, to some extent, I believe, in the Tomorrow Night trailer. So, yeah, I see it. I, I, I definitely see it. And even if they don't, and Tasha comes back single, but she's kissed somebody else, doesn't look good. Yeah, I agree. I do think by hook or by crook, Billy is getting back. There's, there's someone going to bring him back. I feel. I just feel like he is that person from Casa more that we are going to see. And I can also see him becoming friends with the main Villa boys. Like I could see him slotting into that group. Absolutely. So yeah, I think yeah, I think one way or another he's coming back. Um, back in the main villa, Dami, Jax, and David are having a chat. Dami is saying that he feels like he is in trouble. He wants to be real. He really likes India. What he has with her is perfect. But having been given the opportunity to explore, he's unsure. Jax is saying that he's in the exact same position. He only ever wanted Paige since he came in. So now he needs to know if it's right or if the test is for him Dami is saying like it's not about looks it's not about comparing them but I'm really liking Summer's personality I might want to kiss her just to see if there's something there um you're either fully open or you're fully closed and in the beach shot he's saying it's the ultimate test but either way it'll either make you or break you but you have to sit the test Dami has crushed my soul this week not the soul oh man not the soul like so much disappointment it's so oh. soon as well. Like I did like so quickly. Like it wasn't yeah. even hours or 40 hours, and you're with this girl, you've taken her to the terrace. So many people in the first teaser thought that it was a challenge. I'm like, well, if yeah. they're in the terrace, if they're alone, it's not a challenge. When you kiss somebody in a challenge, it's a group setting. It's not, you know, um alone. So it's a shame. And I just don't get this test behavior and you know, trying to kiss people as a challenge. Because even if you kiss somebody and you come back, it's not going to look good for your relationship with that girl. They don't want to be with somebody who's done that within such a quick um couple of days. Summer's coming in hot. Summer is coming in. She's a good cast of more cast yeah. she She's another rocking. Billy. I feel like I see her coming back as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. And this is why I like this cast of more group because they're not afraid to step on toes. They're not afraid to come off as bad or whatever or messy. And she's very much like, I want this man. I like him. I'm going for him. She's not set a targets on any other guy. 
she's just going for dummy and you know they did have not one but multiple kisses on that terrace so yeah. i just didn't expect it to happen so soon i generally thought i saw india and dummy in the finale but i think the public's distrust in dummy for movies so quickly now is definitely going to hinder that like i i have never i have never seen someone fumble the ball so quickly like he was a walkaway winner and india walkaway winners like they were so perfect and then within, like you say, within like two episodes, three episodes, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, your your fall from grace is complete. Like you're now down in the gutters with like the Jaxes and the Lucas of the world. It's like, it's just, it's wild. I'm nice. really shocked. I didn't expect that. And no. then our conversation afterwards with the boys was a lot. Yeah. Very heated. And a lot. Chaos. But a great episode for us to talk about. Let's I know. Talk- I'm like, yeah, but I also loved it. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, give us more. Like, you know, this is like, fun. like, I can't get over it. This was like the perfect episode so yeah. far. Like one of the most entertaining of this season. I feel like yeah. they just keep giving you so much. Like it's just, and Dami just would not stop talking in that conversation with Luca. No. Like no. He, he just would not, he would not stop. He would just keep on going and going and going. And I, I sometimes I feel like, as we said before and discussed that Jax is combative in conversations with girls. Um, and I do think Luca, you know, likes to talk and speak up. So for the fact that they were silent and didn't really much say much. Yeah. They probably didn't want Dami's wrath. And uh, he just would not let anybody speak to him. I don't know if that anger came from regret from on the terrace. I don't know. I, we'll get into it in detail in a while but I I do think Dami and Luca have had a history of butting heads like they just okay. I just don't think Dami has much time for Luca like I think he thinks he's fine but I think he bugs him like I just think we've seen we'll get we'll get to it in detail in a while because okay. I actually I really want to get into like what was said right. um back in Casa Moore, Danica and Josh are oh, moving their relationship along is it also boring yes <laughs> do we have to watch it yes yes um they're Danica for a girl who is literally in the best position has the most choice like is the 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 prized cow in this situation is still making herself like unattractive to the, she's like oh yeah like I, I mean I suppose if you wanted to share a bed with me like you could like if you wanted to kiss me you could like Danica you should be fucking owning your power right now you are Mm -hmm. the most powerful girl in Casa Amor because there is nothing holding you back you face no backlash and you're here like a meek little mouse being like yeah thanks for showing me attention I'm like Danica like I think that is probably I think maybe she just feels beaten uh to be honest with you with the fact that she's been rejected by so many men in the villa that you know she is quite you know uh, she's got a lot of stamina, got a lot of confidence. She still hasn't like yes. got an emotional. We've seen Tasha and Paige cry more than somebody like Danica. I feel like Danica should be crying the most, to be honest with you. <laughs> we haven't seen her do that. And she seems to be quite strong. But regardless of how strong you are, constant rejection is still going to chip away at you. And yeah. I think that the day, first day we saw Danica, very fiery, very confident, is very different to the Danica that we're seeing today. I think that she just feels exhausted um, from this whole competition in the show. And that's probably why she's taking it slow. Um, she does have the most power, I agree. But I think that she is just taking it slow because she just doesn't, maybe she's scared of getting rejected again, even yeah. though she's the most powerful right now. So it's interesting. But yeah, I do think that she should be talking to multiple men. She yeah. can. Um, she's probably the one who we'd want to see talk to multiple men. And I feel like she's not doing that yet. Maybe we'll see in tomorrow's episode, but I just don't think that Josh is a good fit for her. Initially, aesthetically, yes, they look good together. Yeah. But I think that Josh is just going to play this girl like a fiddle. 
yeah I just think Josh is trying to book his trip back to the main villa like I just think whatever way he gets there like there's something about him that doesn't like Billy is like grafting but he's very specifically grafting two girls and I'm like look two is fine I'm okay with two like you gotta kind of hedge your bets or whatever Josh just seems I don't think like he, I'm not seeing anything from him to show that he is deliberately interested in Danica that la- that interest is on Danica for x y and z reasons like I just think it's he thinks it's the easiest way to get back because obviously she has she doesn't have to bring someone back but she obviously will um I better bring somebody back otherwise can you know. imagine what, can you imagine yeah I was thinking that for a minute what if Danica brings back nobody and there's no match like Danica then you gotta pack your bags and head to Stansted Airport truly call it a day at this point oh my but I gosh. think yeah the rejection probably has gotten to her but I want to see her talking to multiple men I want to see her speak, um, sleeping in different beds if she wants to yeah. you know in the middle of the night get up and go to another at this point yeah. I just want to see something uh I just want yeah I do want to see that hopefully she does speak to other guys but I don't know maybe they're not interested in her I don't know she's yeah a she's a great oh she's a stunner like and she's she's, she's like you said at the start we really saw that like fieriness and willingness to kind of get stuck in and step on toes and I think unfortunately it just didn't go her way and yeah I I imagine that has played on her mind a little bit but she seemed in the first episode of Casa more like yes this is my time like brilliant this is what I need and I just don't think again maybe we're not seeing it because they're showing us a lot of other stuff but I just want her to embrace it more because this is her time to really own her power and like have her pick of the bunch and have her kind of the, the fresh start that she needed because she wasn't given a great introduction. She wasn't given a structure to succeed when she arrived the first time around. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Jay is also in a similar position back at the main villa. He is having another chat with China. He, she is saying that everyone's been so welcoming. The challenge was a really good icebreaker. Uh, Jay is saying like, look, obviously I'm the single one, so I've got to put the most effort in. And I think you can see that I'm putting most of my effort in with you. Um, she's saying that you know she thinks that he hasn't found what he wants yet and he needs someone confident and knows what they want um, and she's saying that she liked the fact that he picked her in the challenge um, he is oh she's saying you know in the other villa the girls are having the time of their life like nobody's sleeping outside in the day beds and Jay is saying well look that's up to them the boys don't get to decide and obviously if you want you can bunk in with me tonight and that's kind of forming and again I'm kind of liking the fact that Jay is like on the flip side of the Danica coin, I'm glad that Jay is like, there's one girl that I like. I'm going to just focus on her. Because we've seen Jay kind of get a bit kid in a candy shop greedy. The page stuff was a bit weird. And I'm oh, kind of yeah. glad that he's just focusing on one person and just having like decent chats with her and not trying to be some other guy that I don't want. <laughs> right. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be mad if Jay was um, seeing multiple women at this point. I feel like Jay... He's not in a, he's not in the same position as Danica because we've seen Danica being rejected and we've obviously yeah that's fair people. yeah but they're in a similar position that they're both coming into Casa more single they don't have any loyalties to anybody so he is more than happy to run loose and do whatever the hell he wants to do if he wants to speak to these girls but yeah he's interested in um, China and I feel like they're both getting along um, yeah. do I think something will come of it maybe I don't know we'll just have to I think it's the thing is a lot's happened with Casa Amor but it's still in its early days and yeah. we keep, I, I keep forgetting that because we've seen so much we've seen yeah. kisses multiple we've seen arguments already but it's still in its early days to be honest with you so I feel like they're recoupling tomorrow but it's not like I feel like no. it's a while yeah, to yeah, yeah. so I don't know maybe he will speak to other girls but I think him and China there could be something there that's just the way I see it yeah it's brewing it's brewing it's brewing it is brewing um Molly and Davide are having a chat Davide 
is saying that he wasn't really sure he wanted to go back with Ekansu, didn't really have any other options, but the connection was still there. So said we try again and said that she caught, but telling Molly that she caught his attention the most, um, which seems to take Molly by surprise. I don't think she thought that she had maybe a good shot there at all. Um, she's saying, you know, I never thought I was up there in your top picks. Like, obviously you're good looking and you're my second choice, which Davide was like second, <laughs> just totally right. thrown by the fact that he was not number one. Um, keep, yeah, you keep getting reminded when it comes to, you know, he's very full of himself. And I feel like that's fine to an extent, but sometimes it shows in many ways that it's, uh, he doesn't perhaps experience projection a lot as <laughs> maybe other people in the villa. And that behavior kind of shows. And yeah. It's, just, it's interesting. Yeah, she's she's saying that, you know, she thought he was kind of married off with Ekansu. And then they're talking about, you know, who's bed? Are we going to be in tonight? And that kind of conversation is coming up. Uh, they don't really settle on it, but obviously later we'll get to, to who's sleeping where. India and Deji in the Casa More Villa. Deji is asking her if there was more to the challenge, um, more to the kiss than just it being a challenge. And he's telling her to be brutally honest. She was saying, yeah, look, it was a challenge, but there's definitely some truth there. He's saying, you know, would you be willing to explore that respectfully with obviously some boundaries? And she's saying, yeah, no, definitely. I'm open in the beach. Hut, she's saying, you know, I need to be true to myself and do what I do in the real world. And that's go out and keep my options open. And I've written, is this somewhat similar to what Dami is doing? I feel like, yes, but Dami has just the pace at which Dami has done. It feels a little bit more disingenuous than the way india is moving a little bit slower through it you know what i mean um hmm, i don't i don't know if i would agree i think i feel like india is definitely you know she's had her options open she said that they've had that conversation and but i think that um deji in india would not have kissed if there was no challenge um as of right now i do think there's a difference in pace i definitely agree yeah. with that but the, in the first day of Casa, i recall india saying that you know i i'm with um, Dami, he hasn't given me a reason to not be with him until I see that reason. Yeah, be an issue. Now that kiss that Dami's had, once that postcard gets sent, which I hope they send it and they, that kiss is sent, India will see that reason, and I think that she will bring back Deji. So I think that, and then she will focus on him because she's seeing her man or the guy that she's with doing all of that. So I think that um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I would say India and Deji are on the, um, are similar acting. Uh, she is entertaining conversations, but at the same time, I guess it would be rude if she just doesn't talk to people. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's being much more respectful of her situation. And I think, yeah, she's more aware of, um, you know, let me not act a fool. Um, she yeah. In the way or whatever. So I don't know. I just can't get over Dami doing that on the terrace. Oh, I just can't get over it. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's get into it. They, Dami and Summer head to the terrace in the main villa and Dami is, she's saying, oh, are we, are we, are we in trouble for coming in here? And he says, well, we didn't crawl in, so it's fine. So obviously, again, so people were noting this last night that obviously this means they have an awareness of the fact that I can sue crawled in, but I think Jay probably just told them that exactly. they crawled in. I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, The boys spot him up on the terrace. So they know that something's going on up there. Summer's asking Dami if she is her his type. He's saying, yeah, like I wouldn't be here if you weren't. And then he's reading her mind again, um, which we thought he had retired from because of the drama caused the last time. He's saying, you fancy me. You feel like there's a bit of chemistry there. You want to kiss me. You want to share a bed with me. And Summer's saying, you know, you're staring into my eyes. And then they have a staring contest. And Dami is like, if you lose, just shoot your shot. And then Summer loses and she kisses Dami. Like, Sidebar, Dami is very smooth. He's right. very smooth in these situations. Agreed. I am so disappointed because I feel like, and I saw a really interesting tweet tonight where someone said, 
when he was with Amber, he told her that he had a dream about his grandmother, like doing her hair. When he was with India, he was saying that he could like see things on the outside and like wanted to meet her family and impress his, her mom. And now he's just with Summer and it just feels like, I really didn't want to be disappointed by Dami. I really just want to be because I adored him, but I yeah. just feel disappointed in him. So disappointed. Like they were when you see a couple running for the finale, or you see that they're doing so strong together, so compatible. They were good together for ten to eleven days straight. Things yeah. were absolutely fine. Dami did not sway with any other girls when they were in the villa together. So you know, I just the assumption that he would be with her, and then Casamor came yeah. and ripped it apart. But I guess that's what Casamor is about. It rips people apart. It showcases how men, especially, can be just toxic and crazy. Um, and that's exactly what happened. He is very smooth. He's very smooth when it comes to speaking to girls. And, you know, that is, again, a red flag because, as you said, there's three girls where things have gone so smooth with him so quickly within a couple of weeks. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise for India. Maybe she yeah. just needs this because, you know, you'd rather this happen now than outside the villa. Yeah. I this I feel like they're setting this up to be the reunion that gets us all crying. Do you know there's always one reunion one, at the recall playing, the cast of recall playing, where you're like, oh, I can't watch. Like, I actually can't watch. And I feel like this is going to be that one. I think it's just, I like, at this point, I think it's going to be multiple. Like, I just feel like there's going to be so many. <laughs> casualties everywhere. Casualties everywhere. Ekansu might bring back all of them, even the production. <laughs> might be coming at this point. Like, I, that's what I thought. I thought Ekansu would run wild because we've seen her run wild on the show. To be honest Truly. With so I thought that, but she's actually the best one so far. Like, she's behaving very well. So Look at her being so respectful of her man. I love you it. I mean? Such growth. Such growth that we're seeing, but then again, it's early days, so who knows? Right now, as we record this, she could be crawling into the pool, so who knows? <laughs> oh my god, I can soon never change. Um, Davide is talking to Coco in the main villa, and they're talking about their kiss they had during the challenge. I want to breeze through this because it's kind of irrelevant, but basically, uh, Coco saying that she, it wasn't a very good kiss and she didn't do very well, and blah blah blah, like very deliberately leading him to kind of say, Well, should we try again? They do try again. They kiss again. Um, they're both saying that they feel better, that they've had a second go at it. Um, Coco brings up the fact that Davide said Molly was in his top two. Um, and he's at, she's asking him about if he's still interested in her. And he's saying, yeah, you're definitely my top two. Uh, Coco's asking if she wants it or he wants her to sleep in his bed. And he says, I want both of you to sleep in my bed, which again, classic Davide. Um yeah. Meanwhile, Davide heads over to Andrew and Dami and he's telling them about the kiss, but he's also telling Andrew that, you know, he's not 100% sure. Like, if you want to go there, I'll back off. Andrew's saying like, look, I don't want to be someone's second choice either. So like, let me have a chat with her and see if I'm getting clear signals. I'll definitely pursue it. But like, let's see. And I just thought this was a really nice... Davide also made a comment that like she definitely just wants to couple up with somebody, which I thought was really interesting that he said that as well. But I just thought it was really nice to see Davide kind of come over to Andrew and be like, look, this is what happened. I would definitely get to know her, but I'm not like, I'm not like dead set in her. So if you are keen, I'm going to step right back off. Like you give me the nod, like you let me know if there's a green light there or not. And I just thought that was a really nice moment for the boys to be a bit like, I don't want to step on your toes because we're friends. And like, obviously you need your chance in here. I just thought that was nice. Mm. I think it was a nice moment, but I also think it was a very messy moment. And here's why. I go. Do, I, here's why, baby. Sister, <laughs> let's go. Because I just feel like they don't, like the boys, when they were having that conversation and they were saying, oh, you know, uh, Coco's playing the game. Well, then it's like, well, what are you doing? Because you're kissing you're kissing her. Like Davide kissed her, Andrew kissed her. Are both of you not playing a game? Because yeah. like, 
that just confused the hell out of me because you know she obviously is playing a game but I feel like so are they as well I do yeah. think that Davide backed off with Coco because all the boys have been relentlessly telling him that Tasha's playing a game and therefore they just feel like you know you can have Coco you can take Coco you can be with Coco and I won't be with that person purely because of that um I do think that would have been interesting but I do like the boys conversations whether they be sweet or not I feel like the boys this season are very messy and yeah. they sat there right after kissing her and saying that you know oh is she playing a game is she trying to get into the yeah. is she trying to and we don't really see the boys do a lot of that in previous seasons yeah. so for messy and nice but also refreshing like to yeah. the boys really do stuff like that so i don't know coco's playing the game 110 but i just think that um listen if we were in castle what are you gonna do That's Absolutely. you don't want to be your chance you don't want to be the first one dumped from the show nor do you want to be a castle islander that barely gets any screen time and then goes off you yeah sorry that. jasmine when they fl- they flashed jasmine later in the episode when everyone was sleeping really? i told jasmine Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, is she from, is she just cut them all? Yeah. I have no idea, Jasmine. Is. Yeah, Jasmine. She so when Luca was sleeping in the on the daybed outside, there was obviously a girl single, and they just showed her it was Jasmine. And I was like, oh my god, totally fucking forgot about Jasmine. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't want to be that that girl. No. That so that's why you want to really do the most. And I'm I'm glad that we're seeing that with these custom people, but it's just it's just causing a ruckus, man. Yeah. Andrew pulls Coco for a chat and they head to the terrace and Coco saying she's very surprised. She didn't think that he was feeling her at all. Uh, Luca and Jack spot them heading up and Luca says that he's curious to see where Andrew's head is at and they're wanting to see if he's going to plant one on her. Andrew is saying that he definitely wants to get to know Coco more. You're very much my type. You're a bit of me. Coco is saying, is saying that she that Andrew seems very sweet, a guy that my mom would love. Um, Andrew is saying that you're definitely the type of girl that I want to get to know in here. Uh, Coco is saying, what about Tasha? And Andrew says, from what you girls have said to me, it seems like she's only with me until something better comes along. I'm not a mug, so I'm not going to sit around. It's obvious I do need to find a better connection. We obviously had a little kiss down there. Um, and I just thought this was, Andrew seems to, one of the things that really seems to be a trigger for him is the idea that he is a mug, the idea that he is being made a fool of. And that's the only time you see him get somewhat kind of elevated with anger. Like he's not a guy who has a hot temper. He's not a guy who rushes to emotion. But this idea that he's being made a fool of really doesn't seem to sit nicely with him. And I think that's when you see, and like totally understandable, but that's where you see him really be like, I'm not going to be treated like a mug. Like you, it's a different Andrew when it comes to that kind of thing. He did say, I think two weeks ago, he was like, I am not a mug. That's one thing that I'm not in this villa. I'm, I'm yeah. not a mug on the inside. I'm not a mug on the outside. Yes, so he did. He's very much like, uh, it's really apparent to him that he doesn't want to be taken as a fool at all. Could be because of his pride or ego, but maybe because of past relationships, something happened. I yeah. am confused because I believe there was one girl in Casa Amor who was brought in and it was seen that he was liking all of her pictures. Yes. And that, you know, they both lived in Dubai. I thought he would hit it off with her, but I didn't expect Andrew and Coco to be kissing on the terrace. I thought it would be Andrew and somebody else. Yeah, that girl Cheyenne with the short blonde yeah, hair. So I yeah, thought, her. I those two would have been kicking it off like on a house on fire. That is what I expected. So yeah, Coco, and she wait. she did make a comment at the fire pit as well when they were talking about the challenge. She made a comment about I think Jax asked you know which kiss did you enjoy or who did you like the most or which kiss did you enjoy the most and she said Andrews and. They didn't really give that much time because obviously that was a big story when the cast was announced that like, oh, hold on a minute. Andrew's been in this girl's Insta and like liking all her pictures. And yeah, the fact that they're both kind of in and around Dubai, it was like, surely there will be some conversation. But like they did not acknowledge it at all. 
zero. So I don't know what's happened there. Maybe we'll see it tomorrow. But I think yeah. Andrew's settled on Coco, to be honest with you, for the way yeah. like. And I feel like, you know, Coco is probably more settled towards him, especially with Davide wanting to back off. Yeah. Now, we obviously got the kiss. We saw it in the, in the preview last night, but we got the kiss. Uh, Andrew is saying at the beach that she's a very good kisser. He knows she knows what she's doing. Wanted to let uh, he wants to let Coco know that he was definitely interested in getting to know her, and he feels like this is a second opportunity, and he's making full use of it now. Um, Coco is joking on the way back through the bedroom, saying, "You know, which one is your bed?" And then she says, "Bye, hon," to Tasha's name as she walks past. And I, playing a game or not, I'm like Coco. Props to you, girl. You are getting stuck in. You are not afraid of like the repercussions when these other girls come back at all. Not afraid. And I want to see that addressed. I don't like, we've got a lot to look forward to now when the recoupling happens. It's not just about the couples. It's also about these conversations happening between the girls. I don't want to see you acting all smitten and, you know, you're comforting Tasha when she's crying for the 18th time. Like, I don't want to see stuff like that. I want to see, you know, proper conversations, maybe movie night. Maybe that will showcase it when, if they're there, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of caddy behavior going on here and that these girls are throwing in a lot of shade. So I do want to see all that when it happens, hopefully. Yeah, I think there there has to be a point where the receipts are aired. Like it has to be a point of like, this is what whatever form it takes, whether it be lie detector, the headline challenge, the tweets, the movie night, whatever it'll be. There has to be a moment as there is every year where it's like your laundry is being hung out to dry now and everyone's going to see it. And that yeah. is always interesting when handled kind of properly. Um, Lucas calling Andrew over to join himself and Jay and then the boys just ra- kind of rally everyone together and go over to the fire pit Andrew is telling him the situation and then tells him that he kissed Coco the boys are delighted they're like jumping on top of him really happy um, Lucas says you know you've been here a month but your experience starts today um, Andrew says for me I'm going to get to know her she wants to be in my bed and then tells him about what she said about kind of waving at the bed she says, he said that Tasha has made me look like a mug. So I'm going to have to request my ring back when she comes back into the villa. Like very strong words from Andrew, like stronger than we've heard him speak before. Like very strong. I think the girls coming in have really solidified his thoughts because, you know, they really laid it on thick when it comes to Tasha. It's been multiple times we've seen yeah. them really talk about Tasha to him. And he's now saying, oh, wait, these are the girls that are just coming in. They were in the public. They were watching the show. They know what's going on or whatever. Or they or they weren't in the public. I'm sure they were, you know, in their villas, but they're also thinking everything. They're all thinking the same thing. So if everyone's telling him this, it will be dumb for him to ignore it all. So yeah. I think this is why he now 100% feels Tasha's not for me. And it's interesting because when they were in the villa together, despite Tasha's behavior, he was besotted with her. Like he would continuously be with her, cook her food or do whatever the hell she wants you know, just to be, make her happy. And now it seems he's in a complete 180, complete 180. And now that is going to cause ruckus in some kind of way. Because I do think that sometimes Tasha likes to deflect, doesn't like to take accountability sometimes. And I do think that that is going to be even more when we see them reunite. Yeah. And I think the difference between hearing it from the boys and hearing it from seemingly kind of third party people who are, you know, not involved and say, and they're having their say, seemingly kind of the audience perspective, I think it must hit differently. Like that must feel different hearing it from people who are watching it on the outside rather than the lads who are in there who maybe Andrew is aware that the boys don't. And like by boys, I mean, Luca and Jax mainly right. aren't really that keen on Tasha. And maybe he feels that that feeds into it. Whereas this seems a little bit more 
like how can you look it in the face and say well the cat like they're all lying you couldn't possibly say they're all lying this is why i'm saying the casa amor people they are casa amoring because they're coming <laughs> in they're planting seeds yeah they are planting so many seeds they're not stopping especially summer saying oh you know why don't you want to have a test you're not in a relationship with these people you're not in a relationship with these people you're not like, even dating uh so they're very much they're just not afraid and i just yeah. haven't seen that in a while in large numbers of a new group so i'm just i'm just excited about that yeah i'm so excited for this week i know it's gonna be so good week, love island man i also feel like i was we were talking about when recoupling is going to be and usually i would say like thursday or friday but the thing about casa more recoupling as well is it usually comes a day sooner than you feel it will because production also doesn't want to give Casa more too long to bed in because they still want to leave that element of, oh, but like, you know, Liam and Lily aren't, you know, that far down the line. So maybe we don't know. They don't want to let it run so long that you say, oh, but sure, Dami and Summer have been doing all these bits for a week. Like, I don't, like, I think we could see recoupling on Wednesday night. Like, I think we could see really? it. Early. I think we could see it very early this year. Like, very early. But I just don't know. Like, I feel like, it's moving so mad. You have to be careful with the timing that you don't leave it too long that it looks like a given. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just don't know. I don't I don't think it's going to be a Friday recoupling. I don't think we're going to have I, it. I thought that they would do like a weekend thing. They do it Friday and then they split because last year they split their own Casa Amor for ratings and they did it, I believe, on Friday and they did the latter on Sunday. The fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday. So that on Saturday, you're still like reeling to find out what's happened and then yeah, you're just... back to it. So I think that's what they've done. Because I feel like I was thinking about this yesterday. I was talking to friends about this. I've been reviewing the show since 2017. Like, yeah. Flipping a long time. And back then during Casa Amor, the person that comes in single gets dumped that day it was very ruthless yeah. and they normally would do it all in one day but now they split it i think just for production and ratings and i think that i thought it'd be a friday and, su- and sunday this year but i you might be right it might be earlier maybe, i think it's going to be earlier thursday friday maybe you think yeah i think i just think given the pace we also started on a sunday night with casa more and usually we don't start i feel like we don't normally start to the monday like i feel like it's usually the sunday we get the tea i don't know i just feel like the pace of it they can't leave it run for too long they need to kind of keep an element of oh but people are taking a big risk because it's only been a couple of days and they haven't had the conversations yet of like are we a thing I don't know. I think I don't I don't think the recoupling is going to drag into next week. I just don't no, Maybe it will. Not. I just don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will. But I think people um, need to also know that last year's Love Island started much later due to COVID. So it yeah. started on the 28th of June when realistically Love Island always starts early June. So I yeah. think we don't have to isolate anymore, quarantine, all of that goes out the window now. So I think that is another reason why things seem to be happening earlier. But also I think that you're right because, for example, the heart rate challenge last year that happened post Casa Amor. Yeah, this happened way before Casa Amor as well. So it looks like they did announce big challenges and big changes. We haven't really seen huge changes, but I think one is maybe the structure of the show. They're flipping it around, playing around. Yeah, but I do agree. I don't think Casa Amor should be dragged out. I think it should be four days maybe. But then yeah. is four days enough to build a new connection with somebody? I don't know. But that's that's the that's the jeopardy. Like it's you know that's the idea of like has Andrew had enough time with Coco? to risk Tasha right and because you just I I don't know I'd be interesting to see what the timeline is because I've seen a few people message me being like I'm having friends over for Casa more recoupling when is it and I'm like I don't know like that is me like that is me I'm trying to plan everything I'm trying to plan you just don't know I wish they gave us a timetable man I I wish they just announced it when the finale is going to be 
when customers are going to be so just that you know and you can have your friends around yeah they just always keep us guessing so I have no idea let's get into this conversation Dami is telling the boys about what happened with Summer and Luca is saying you know you've kissed her now you can hug her in bed and Jax is saying no it's more intimate when you're in bed and Dami's saying yeah it's definitely more intimate when you're in bed and then Jack says stop nudging me to Luca and obviously we saw this in the preview last night for tonight's episode Dami is telling Luca to stop egging Jax on and then Dami just kind of unleashes a little bit and like honest words spew out he's like I know you want to win the show and all but like relax Luca says you know I wouldn't care if we went home tomorrow mate don't talk to me about winning Dami is saying be real for once like just be real Luca's saying just because you fucked up tonight like don't take it out on me Dami says you're fake because you say one thing and you act another way you're egging us all on why are you telling me that you that I fucked up you're saying things to try and trigger me and at least I'm not holding a girl hostage Luca's saying you know every boy's in here knows how I feel about Gemma Dami's saying you're trying to tell me I did something wrong and Luca's saying well then that's fine if you don't feel like you did and then Dami's like just shut the fuck up Luca says that Dami is talking bollocks Dami is saying okay if you say so I'm just running through the script guys and then we'll get into it Dami says okay if you say so Uh, and then Dami tries to bring it back and he's like look Andrew anyway I'm really proud of you I'm really proud that you had that moment with Coco Luca is saying why are you getting aggy with me Dami is saying that he's calm right now like you're the one that's getting spicy Luca's saying, I'm not fake at all. Not any boy in here other than you would say I'm fake. Davide then kind of intervenes and says, it's not about being fake, but sometimes you exaggerate. Um, Where are we there? Dami says, I see how you are with Gemma. Stop acting one way with some people and another way with us. Luca is saying, like, I feel like you're calling me a sly person that I'd stab people in the back and that's just not me. Dami's saying, maybe fake is too strong, but you have to see where I'm coming from. Luca is saying, I'm sorry that I celebrate you boys maybe a little bit more than I should. Jax then intervenes and says that he sees both sides. And Dami says, I'm not saying that your feelings are fake for Gemma, but you act a certain way in front of the boys. Uh, are you with us or against us? Okay, sorry. Deep breath. Right. Just had to get through all of that. This was chaotic. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, I didn't expect it to go like that. Like I said, as we said at the beginning of this um, podcast, I just thought that, okay, like, you know, they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. They, you know, they spoke about the show and he really digged into Luca for a lot. It seemed to me that he was holding back all of these reservations about him and he just let loose. And then him apologizing was only that he felt guilty, felt bad about doing that. And Luca just didn't know what to say back. He was like, where is this all coming from? Like, what the hell? You're keeping a girl hostage. You're with her because you want to win the show. You're very duplicitous with how you're acting with us. And you know, you're this, 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 that. All from, you know, Luca saying be real or something like that. It really flipped a switch with him and he just kind of lost it. And he just got really upset with him. Either maybe regrets from summer on the terrace or, you know, holding this back with reservation with Luca. But I thought Luca and Dami were quite close in the middle of the stuff um, of the show with Tasha, for example. They were having conversations about how fake she is with Andrew. I thought they were building some kind of bond or something, but clearly not. And I do think that those words were quite powerful. It's yeah. resting on Luca's mind. And I think it's going to carry on till the end of the season. This is not resolved right now. No, no. And it's going to be for a while. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I remembered earlier on the season when uh, Jay had arrived and Tasha was talking to Jay and Luca and Andrew had their thing where Andrew said, I'm not bothered. And Luca was like, of course you're fucking bothered. Like, why would you not be bothered? And Dami intervened and was like, but that's you, Luca. And Andrew doesn't have to feel like you do. Like, And I think we've seen Dami a couple of times kind of 
check Luke on his shit. Like when Gemma went on her, when Jax came in or when Gemma went on her date with Davide or one of those, um, Dami said something like, you just need to get over it. Like, I'm not listening to you whinge about this for the next week. Like we've seen a couple of times Dami be a bit like, Luca, just cop yourself on. Like, I don't want to listen to it. The two of them, there's a spark there. And I think they had settled it for a while, but this, and I, I think, I think Luca's 100% right. I think I, Dami is feeling some kind of guilt about what he has done. And this but is his way have... of deflecting, but I don't think his deflection is all a lie. You know what I mean? Right, right. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I definitely is. Some people are saying, is Luca like a little Jake? Is he, you know, did he switch it out when he found out that Michael Owen was Gemma's father? Is that why he switched up on day three? Because he really was on Tasha when he came into the villa. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I doubt it, to be honest with you. But at the same time, you never really know. But I think if Jake, we saw Jake's playing um, game from day, from the first week, to be honest with you. So, yeah. but I don't know. I find that interesting. I think that, you know, also Dami very much was, you know, a uh, confident person to be telling everyone that Ekansu is playing a game. Tasha's playing a game, their game yeah. is, you know, uh, but, you know, what are you doing? So I think that is interesting. Are you not playing a game as yeah. well? Um, so that's what I mean. Against energy is very different when it's the girls playing a game versus the boys. The boys, they can brush it off, uh, have their bro code kind of conversation, and it's fine. But with yeah. the girls, it's a very different scenario. And yes, the girls could be playing games. I'm not saying they're not. But I think that the treatment of conversation is very different. But yeah, that whole conversation with Dami just had me like, when is this going to end? Dami yeah. is not stop talking. Like, this is like, what like what is going on? I was yeah. so confused. The boys were so confused. I didn't expect the boys to be back in Dami to an extent they kind of did. So it looks like they were also holding reservations as well, especially yeah. Jax, Luca's best friend. If your best mates in that villa, you're together for- Very much sat on the fence, wasn't he? Yeah. If Luca's not with Gemma, he's with Jax and they're besties in the villa. So why is this the first time that Jax is telling him that, you know yeah. what, you're playing a bit of a game, like, you know, yeah. what's going on here? Why haven't you told him that before? And it's come out now. And now he's, that's, he's, Luca's got a lot to think about. He's probably yeah. speaking like Chris, that viral meme of Chris. <laughs> yeah, his eyes open. Like... It's not just Dami saying you're fake, but even your best mate and the boys are saying that, oh, even Davide was like, oh, I, I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. You're very different with this, this, that. So yeah. And then now he's the only one on the day bed. Yeah. And I mean, Luca did say it later on when the boys were getting ready for bed. He was like, you know, that fake thing has done me in. Like, and Dami said, are you still thinking about that? Like a lot of stuff gets to you though. Like, I didn't mean it like that. And I think like, even though Dami wasn't very aggressive, I don't think he spoke aggressively at all. I think he kept it very calm, but he was very stern and straight with him. I think that it rattled Luca because I think Luca likes to see himself as like the head dick. Like, I think he likes to see himself as the, the leader of the pack. And I think every once in a while we see these moments where he's reminded that he's absolutely not and I think it shakes him a little bit but I think what you said just there is very interesting that like none of the boys were rushing to Luca's defense being like ah dammy stop or whatever like they were very comfortable kind of staying out of it which to me signals that they're probably not in total disagreement with what dammy was saying which is very interesting very interesting to me that you weren't all in this like I just thought that they would be backing Luca from the front because Dami was coming in very strong you're fake yeah. you're doing this for the show you're holding a girl hostage she just would not stop so I thought the boys were trying to calm down or whatever although Andrew a little bit was saying that you know we shouldn't be arguing over these things they were more on Dami's side which speaks more about Luca's character that multiple people are saying this and now that bodes the question is Luca playing that game if there are multiple people saying it to him yeah so Dami coming down on Luca like that are you playing a game? Are you playing Gemma? What is going on? So I think Casa Amor is really revealing a lot, not just between couples being strong or not, but also between 
girls and guys and their friendships yeah and that, you know maybe they're not as strong with Dami and Luca and etc and not only that Jackson and Luca and not only that but you know whether some of these guys who still will, will remain loyal like we're seeing with Luca on the daybed but is he playing a game he hasn't even flirted with a girl yeah. he hasn't even been interested in a girl but the question is still there now even more about if you're playing a game because your character has come into question yeah so this is why i think this castle more is very interesting because we're getting a plethora of different angles about relationship breakdowns friendship breakdowns and then people who are still loyal and if they're being fake so it's just going to be a raucous and explosive but we're, yeah. we're seeing it from different angles so i loved this episode yeah also, love it. Yeah, great job so good um final update before we talk about the preview Davide and Molly were kissing in bed Coco and Andrew were kissing in bed Jay and China were kissing in bed Jasmine remember her she's on her own because Luca is out on the day bed outside uh over in Casa Amor there's nothing really of note all the beds are the same part Danica and India who have swap I don't know do they do a direct swap but Danica's with Josh now India's with Deji now um and yeah, that's all that's going on over there. Tomorrow night, we see Billy and Tasha going in for a kiss. Paige is crying and she says, I don't want to be the person that's like, and then it just kind of fades out. Do we think that's just her being like, I don't want to be the person that's just like pining for a boy. I think it's just going to be something boring like that. I think it is. I mean, like this is the eighth season. So the girls yeah. and boys, they know exactly what they're doing with Casa Amor, how it could come across. They've seen the past seasons as well. So I think that she's just crying out of guilt of perhaps liking somebody and talking to them people think that she's fake and stuff like that and whatever whatever and that's why she's crying i just think that her and tasha like to cry um not that and you know they could be crying for being genuine but i do think that sometimes it's questionable um with those two um especially Paige, because i feel like she's getting on with billy so maybe she wants to bring him back but then again billy is kissing tasha in that preview as well so i don't know don't know what's going on don't know what's going on because i don't think Paige has any other strong connections i just think ever since we saw and I don't want to take it back all the way back in the DeLorean here, but like ever since we saw the boys dump Antigone and we saw Paige's reaction to that, I think that oh, for me was the, was the like affirming moment of all of these other Paige moments that we saw. That moment then was like, oh no, all of these moments mean something. They're not just like things that we're seeing out of context. They mean something. She's got a bit more that we're not seeing. And I just think- puzzle. It's a puzzle and we're putting it together. They're trying to sell Paige as like the girl next door and I just don't think she is. And that's fine because that's boring. But like, just give us who she is. Do you know what I mean? give us who she is. I feel like they are carefully editing her and just give us who she is. Because even when India and Danica walked up to them um, and then Paige was like, oh, you know, can you give us a little, a little girly chat? But we're not in year nine. We, we, like, we, we're not in high school. And we all know how, what this looks like because we it resonates with us. We've seen yeah. this stuff in our, in our schools growing up. So we know what she's trying to do here. And it just wasn't needed um if there's tension between Antigone and Danica after Danica picking Jay then that is the worst thing that you could do because that would heighten it because Danica's like well why am I being taken away yeah. from the conversation why are you like it's going to be what like even Danica and India are like what are they talking about so it was very unnecessary for Paige to do that um all cliqued up girls high school moment boy like you don't do that stuff so you see these moments and they're just questionable yeah very interesting Morad we did it after weeks we, did, we got baby. there we did we a podcast so delighted thank you for having me I really appreciate it this is very enjoyable such very a joy enjoyable. such a joy and like none of your fans can be mad at me because you got all that shit done before you came on so I'm like you can't right. be mad I mean, I've done the TikTok I have yet to do the YouTube I just filmed it so oh, okay, okay. I need to end up loaded but it's fine I like yeah. I, I even said in the review that I'm on my pot of paper go and check them out yes so, <laughs> definitely did that I will be seeing you soon Ola 100%. absolutely 
when it comes to my reviews. Hundred. Oh, come here! I'm terrified. I'm terrified. We'll Why? Do I think you should do video reviews. You like you look great. I feel like it's you got hundred percent. Right? You know. I feel like. Am I serving? Am I actually serving right now? Right now. Like I feel like you are you're serving. So I think you should definitely do video reviews. And oh, come here! But it's it's so much great. easier. Yeah, this is fun. I'm delighted. I'm finally we caught up and such a good episode. I'm so I'm glad. content with this review and the fact that we did it on this because we were we were thinking of you asked me about thinking about doing it yesterday. So I'm glad we did it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday, like yeah, came Ooh. through, came through. Fantastic episode, Morad. An absolute pleasure. I know that the guys listening are going to be in the DMs, being like, "This is what I thought of Morad's ideas." So I look forward <laughs> to the discussions after this episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more, and it's going to be chaos. And we are fucking living for it. Chaos, inject <laughs> it, baby, inject it, daily and consistent. Daily and consistent. consistent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. Thank Love so it. Thank you so much to Mr. Warren Morelli for joining me tonight to discuss all that went down in those two mad villas. Thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every night. And thanks also to our gorgeous sponsors. Now, the home of brilliant entertainment. You can find us over on Instagram, at my pot and paper. Come on over and let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and more fallout from Casa Amor. I'm living. We'll talk to you then. As well as having tons of new and returning titles, Now is also a great place if you're looking to revisit some series you may have already watched or never got round to in the first place. I love a good rewatchable personally for times when you can't decide on what you want to watch or you just want to know that you're on to a winner. There's nothing worse than starting something and not enjoying it. From The Office to Parks and Rec, Sopranos to The Wire, there are tons of great titles there to provide hours of guaranteed entertainment no matter what genre you're in the market for. One series that I love to rewatch is Friday Night Lights. The series is set in Dillon, Texas, where high school football is a way of life, and it follows Kyle Chandler in the role of Coach Eric Taylor and his wife, Tammy Taylor, played by the wonderful Connie Britton. And while there are endless reasons to binge watch this show if you haven't already, one of the main things that I love about it is the relationship between Coach and Tammy Taylor. The pair are one of my favourite TV couples of all time and watching them work as a team over the course of the five season long show is a joy that never gets old. They are gorgeous and if you haven't seen it already, if there was one reason I would use to convince you, that should be it. So if you're in the market for some new TV viewing, it doesn't necessarily have to come in the form of a newly released series. Stream some TV gems from years gone by over on now, the home of brilliant entertainment.